wishes A time machine, a magic wand A globe made out of gold No instructions or commandments Laws of gravity or indecisions to uphold Printed on the box I see Acme's build a world to be Take a chance, grab a piece Help me to believe it What kind of world do you want? Think anything Let's start at the start Build a masterpiece Be careful what you wish for History starts Steven is my favorite Baldwin brother. One part KMZ. Found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. Now on the BMX Radio Network, it's Baldwin McCullough Radio. Talking about the dilemmas of life that no one else will. And trying to make sense of it all. Three nights ago, the president promised to call us out. You here today are that hope and change for America. Three days later, Mr. President, Kevin McCullough. Yeah, Kevin McCullough, glad to be with you. Stephen, on assignment for his uh, mother's uh, breast cancer uh, charity, and it's, of course, Mother's Day weekend, so we want to we start this final hour of the broadcast by wishing all the moms that are listening or that may be listening or that may be 
jumping into the conversation here in the next few minutes. Uh, happy Mother's Day. So no matter how much you hate me or what I'm about to say, I want you to know that I hope you have a great Mother's Day tomorrow. Because moms, if you're a mom and you work hard to be a good mom, then you deserve a good Mother's Day. So hopefully someone is going to uh, treat you to a uh, nice um, uh, honor of some sort on Mother's Day tomorrow. Anyway, uh, Kevin McCullough in for uh, both Stephen Baldwin and Kevin McCullough. Uh, Stephen, every now and then, needs to go do some stuff officially for his mother's uh, breast cancer charity, the Carol M. Baldwin Breast Cancer Research Fund, uh, that have literally raised uh, millions of dollars in recent years uh, towards finding a cure uh, for breast cancer. Very uh, important issue close to my heart and to my lovely brides, both of our moms, uh, victims of breast cancer. And uh, both of them born in the same year, though they died uh, about 15 years apart. Speaking of moms, when you go back into the stage of life where you are raising small children, recently it has been brought to my attention that the cycles of your life change. You know that's obvious in the beginning because you don't get any sleep for about six weeks. Although we did. I was surprised. When baby James came and he just turned two, we had his two-year birthday party today, although he turned two a couple of weeks ago. Um, we only had a couple of weeks of like really hardcore sleep deprivation, and then he pretty much got on a, a four- or five-hour stretch-at-a-time schedule, and that was like a miracle. And so we were happy about that. But there are other things that begin to have kind of ramifications in the way you live your life. And there was this article in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago that noted that depending on your parenting style, you might actually lose friends as adults because of how somebody parents their child contemporary to you parenting your child and because you don't agree with how they parent their child, you don't want your children hanging out with their children because of the lack or degree of discipline that they implement. Maybe you're the easygoing one and, and, and you don't want your kid hanging out with the really hardcore one. But the New York Times piece that uh, was brought to my attention had all of these kind of ramifications of parenting being discussed and how they impacted people's actual relationships with their friends. And I had to say, I recognized it as being very valid because in our own home, the lovely Mrs. McCullough, since we have had baby James, has had a, a change in some of her friendships. And in one very close friendship that she has, uh, and they do things more now than they've ever done before, uh, they are moms that have a very similar worldview. And I mean worldview. Uh, what they think of God, what they think of politics, what they think of uh, child rearing, how they discipline their children, what they believe about education, nutrition, parenting, uh, uh, wifehood, everything. Like there's a very similar kind of soulmate kind of uh, connection that they've made with each other that they kind of see the world the same way as. And vice versa, <clears throat> there have been some friends that both of them have known who have had kids about the same length of time 
But because they're like laissez-faire and they like don't tell their kids no. And the kids come over and they start getting into everything and they don't even bother saying no to them then. And it's become the lovely bride and her friend's opinion. It may not be the best thing in the world to let our kids grow up with their kids because they're going to pick up all the bad habits of their kids. And at, at the root of the controversy here, there's a couple of things working against each other. And one of them is parenting styles, methodologies. And so this last week, Time Magazine, in time for its Mother's Day issue, the issue that comes out before Mother's Day, put a bare-boobed woman on its cover with a toddler breastfeeding from her, standing on a stool in front of her, and you have a clear, open side shot of the breast and the toddlers looking at the camera and the mother's looking at the camera. And there's this kind of like, hey. Some people, when I put this on Facebook, they, they say, well, you know, that I, I consider the, the cover of that pornography. Well, I, that That's a whole different discussion. And if you, if you feel that way, that's certainly something that, you know, you're entitled to feel. I'm not here to tell you what. What amount of nudity is good or not good for you personally? But it's the content inside the article and the parallel article that run alongside with this interview with that mom that was that model for that cover on this week's Time magazine that kind of caught my attention. And the same reporter that did the original article on the parenting styles in the debate about attachment parenting which is the subject of the of the controversy does this interview with this 26 year old um, mom now the the mother's name that's on the cover of time magazine is jamie lynn grumet she's 26 and she looks every every ounce of 26 young beautiful perfect skin soft brown eyes blonde hair um, you, you can see, you know, beautiful woman from looking at her in every way. Kate Pickert is the author of the article for Time Magazine. And she interviews Jamie Lynn Grumet, who posed, boob exposed, on the cover of Time Magazine this week. And she's from Los Angeles. She has two sons, one who turns four, within another week or so, and one who is five. And one of them is adopted, and one of them, the four-year-old is a natural child, the five-year-old is the adopted child. And I guess Time Magazine had a pretty good understanding that the, the cover they were coming up with for this, for this issue was going to be somewhat controversial, so they prepped this interview to run inside the magazine in case people wanted to know more behind the scenes of the topless woman on the cover of their magazine. So Kate Pickard, who wrote the, the article about the man who remade motherhood, and it's, it's really about Dr. Spears and, and what he's done in advancing the attachment parenting movement. I can tell you more about that in a second. 
But Kate Pickard asks this mom, are you a fan of Bill Spears? And I want to, and, and by extension of his advocacy of attachment parenting, and I just want you to see what she says in response. He's great. I've read all his books. He has a gentle spirit. I find what he says to be non-judgmental and relevant to what's happening today. We're finding out about some issues that are popping up with our children's health. I feel like he's doing this because he knows this is best, and the way he does it is graceful and educating rather than condemning. Now, she gives about eight reasons in the context of that answer. Not a single one of them. Friends, listen to this. Not a single one of them has anything to do with attachment parenting being good for the child. It's all about her. Non-judgmental. Relevant to my world today. Learning about issues that are popping up in current children's health. So I'm getting information. He's graceful, he's educational, and he's not condemning. Nowhere in that first response to the first question does she say, my child is definitely better off because of attachment parenting for the following reasons. Um, 888-340-3373, don't know if you've even given any thought, but I want to get your opinion on attachment parenting and some of what I believe are some of the interesting side effects from it. Stay with us on Baldwin McCullough Live. Are experiencing savings as high as 35%, but on average, about 27% off of what they formerly paid for the prescriptions that they needed. If you've not yet signed up, it's easy to do. Just go to caresproject.com. That's caresproject.com and print your card today. Finally, on radio, Danny Johnson. 98% of the population will end up dead or dead broke by the age of 65. Danny Johnson. Nationwide, Sunday nights. Is that how you want to be? Is that the life that you want? Well, if you look at what everybody else is doing and you live the way they are, then that's what you're going to have. Why live under the burden of death? Look at what everybody else is doing and do the opposite. A production of Extreme Media. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, in 2011, we told you about the CARES Project. It was launched by our Extreme Charities Foundation, offering you free assistance on getting the lowest price possible for your prescription drugs. I'm happy to report that every month, thousands of you are experiencing savings as high as 35%, but on average, about 27% off of what they formerly paid for the prescriptions that they needed. If you've not yet signed up, it's easy to do. Just go to caresproject.com. That's caresproject.com. And print your card today. Finally, on radio, Danny Johnson. 98% of the population will end up dead or dead broke by the age of 65. Danny Johnson. Nationwide, Sunday nights. Is that how you want to be? Is that the life that you want? Well, if you look at what everybody else is doing and you live the way they are, then that's what you're going to have. Why live under the burden of death? Look at what everybody else is doing and do the opposite. A production of Extreme Media.
Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, when I was writing my new best-selling book, No, He Can't, How Barack Obama is Dismantling Hope and Change, our nation was going through the health care debate. And one thing was really clear to me from my time on Fox News and other venues that I would be called upon to debate the merits. The doctors, the insurance companies, the legislators, and the people were all at odds with one another. And no one was talking about common sense. It was at that time that I began to feel very burdened for our nation. Sure enough, my business partner, my co-host, my buddy, Stephen Ball, Baldwin did too. And that's why we have embarked with our coalition of brave innovators that are seeking to think things in different ways to help provide new answers to tough questions for people. We decided to, at that time, begin the planning for the launch of the CARES Project 2011. CARES Project 2011 is a simple plan to help you manage cost of governing your own health. And it starts with something that's absolutely free. A CARES Project card that enables you to not only pay less for your prescriptions if you don't have insurance, up to 55% if you don't have insurance. But also, if you do have copays, it gets around this little law that allows pharmacies to overcharge you if your drugs cost less than the copay that's printed on your card. See, this CARES project card loaded into your pharmacy's computer will always guarantee that you get the lowest price, even on drugs for your pets. And a card is good for the entire family. So go to CARES Project Card right now and print it out for free. There is no obligation on your part whatsoever. CARES Project 2011. Stephen Baldwin and Kevin McCullough care about your health, and that's why it is our Extreme Charities Foundation that is initiating this push to help you. So please, go to CaresProject.com right now. It's there for you from us because Stephen and Kevin care about your health. CaresProject.com. That's C-A-R-E-S Project.com. CaresProject.com. All right, it's uh, Baldwin McCullough Live. Glad you're with us. Uh, 888-340-3373. 888-340-3373. Time Magazine uh, taking on the issue of attachment parenting uh, in this week's issue with a rather risque cover and, uh, well, a very provocative uh, approach to trying to get the message out. Now, Maybe you're like me, and maybe you're saying in the last, uh, you know, bit, Kevin, th- this sounds interesting, but I don't know anything about attachment parenting, because I didn't either. I was not raised in a home where attachment parenting was necessarily practiced, though if, if, if what Time Magazine says are really the key components of it, I don't have any problem with any of the key components. Evidently, um, attachment parenting, uh, in terms of how they define it, is three different things. It's sleeping in the family bed, so you've got the kiddos in with mom and dad uh, for a while, at least a portion of their uh, childhood. Um, The other thing is baby wearing, what they refer to as baby wearing. So you have a sling, and this, this baby stays next to you, up against you, for extended periods of time, as much as you can um, allow it to, when you when you're out working or doing whatever it is you're doing, 
And then the third component, and really the component that Time Magazine was kind of shoving in everybody's face, is the extended breastfeeding period. Like, well into toddlerhood, even elementaryhood. There's been documented cases of this where people have had controversial, you know, breastfeeding habits <clears throat> where a mother is feeding a child as old as six, seven, eight years of age. And so this, uh, this, this entire article coming out and they're, and they're saying that, uh, this is Dr. Spears, and by the way, um, the, the link that I've put up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash KMC01, has a video at the bottom of it that Kate Pickert, the author of the article, actually answers some additional questions. And it's very intriguing what she says because she, she delves into the background of Dr. Spears a little bit. And this was a man who had been, well, he felt like his own, his own growing up years with his own parents had not gone very well, that there was some abandonment issues and some other things. And so the idea is when the parent is around, if they're an attachment parenting parent, they strap that baby to them, they wear that baby, they breastfeed into much later years than traditional parents would, and they have them sleep in the family bed. Real simple question to you. Does that sound dangerous or abnormal or weird? Or is that healthy and good and whole? Did you practice attachment parenting? Is it something that worked for you? If so, please explain to me the benefits of it. Because I would. I, I, this is a serious question. I'm not, I, I doubt I could convince the lovely bride to change her parenting methods. She's done very well with baby James. He's two years old. He's exceedingly independent and has uh, a mind that is already very, very highly developed, and he's doing, doing, he's doing very well. We have another one on the way in September, by the way. So this is going to be, we're going to have two in the laboratory working out the little kinks of life, seeing if we can get them molded and shaped in time to leave uh, our home and this world by age 18 in a, in a proper and respectful way. But there was, there was one other piece of the article's interview with the cover model from the Time magazine that really bothered me. Um, leave, leave, leave the home world is what I meant. Not, not this earth, but leave the universe at the house. Um, okay. So, so the, the cover model on time magazine has two kids. One's four. That's a natural born child. One's five. Now I didn't even know this was possible, but apparently a non maternal woman can in fact, with an adopted child, produce milk. Self-lactation is something that they are capable of doing. But I'm not exactly sure I understand why the rationale would be to do it. But she said, she's asked about the breastfeeding of her own children, and she said, you know, with my, with my natural-born son, it's, it's a wonderful thing. She said, my mother breastfed me until I was six years old, and I self-weaned. Okay, that's a whole other thing. Should the child really be the one who's determining when the feeding stops? I'd... When do parents actually exert any parenthood in these uh, situations now? I'm not, I'm not quite following this. 
888-340-3373. But then Kate Pickard asks the, the model, Jamie Lynn Grumet, the, the mother who's on the cover of Time Magazine, she says, what about your adopted son? And she said, we were able to bring our son home in November of 2010. She said, I know so many amazing women who have induced their lactation. That's that thing I was just describing. But she said, I had milk from feeding my biological son. Okay, so her biological son had already been born. She got her, her, her now five-year-old in November of 2010. That means he was like three years old. When she began to nurse him. So she didn't even start the nursing process with her three-year-old until he was three years of age. She said, I was ready for attack as soon as I posted uh, discussions about this on my blog. She said it was also transracial. So she, she keeps a blog of what she does and posts pictures of it and so forth. Friends, I, I've got a lot of interesting... I think if, if attachment parenting is something that has kind of taken this generation of parents by storm and is helping to shape the children and thus the culture by extension of where we are headed, I think I now am beginning to understand to a better degree what is going on in our culture. Because you have working mothers who feel so exceedingly guilty about the time they're not spending with their kids that they come home and they do this attachment stuff thinking that the quality of the condensed time they have will make up for the quantity of time they're not there. So they're strapping them on their bodies. They're letting them sleep in the bed with them. They're, they're breastfeeding them until they're six, seven, eight years of age. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, friends, any of this normal? Some people have weighed in on Facebook. I'm going to tell you what they said, but I really want to hear from, from moms tonight. Happy Mother's Day tomorrow, by the way. 888 888-340-3373. 888-340-3373. Attachment parenting. It's a controversy. It's on the cover of Time magazine. But is it worth a controversy? Or is it just the most normal thing since sliced bread? Help educate me tonight, the binge thinker. Kevin McCullough, glad you're with us. The website is baldwinmccullough.com, thebingethinker.com, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash kmc01. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, when I was writing my new best-selling book, No, He Can't, How Barack Obama's Dismantling Hope and Change, our nation was going through the health care debate. And one thing was really clear to me from my time on Fox News and other venues that I would be called upon to debate the merits. The doctors, the insurance companies, the legislators, and the people were all at odds with one another. And no one was talking about common sense. It was at that time that I began to feel very burdened for our nation. Sure enough, my business partner, my co-host, my buddy, Stephen Ball, Baldwin did too. And that's why we have embarked with our coalition of brave innovators that are seeking to think things in different ways to help provide new answers to tough questions for people. We decided to, at that time, begin the planning for the launch of the CARES Project 2011. CARES Project 2011 is a simple plan to help you manage cost of governing your own health. And it starts with something that's absolutely free. A CARES Project card that enables you to not only pay less for your 
prescriptions if you don't have insurance, up to 55% if you don't have insurance. But also, if you do have copays, it gets around this little law that allows pharmacies to overcharge you if your drugs cost less than the copay that's printed on your card. See, this CARES project card loaded into your pharmacy's computer will always guarantee that you get the lowest price, even on drugs for your pets. And a card is good for the entire family. So go to CARES Project Card right now and print it out for free. There is no obligation on your part whatsoever. CARES Project 2011. Stephen Baldwin and Kevin McCullough care about your health, and that's why it is our Extreme Charities Foundation that is initiating this push to help you. So please, go to caresproject.com right now. It's there for you from us because Stephen and Kevin care about your health. Caresproject.com. That's C-A-R-E-S project.com. Caresproject.com. For a lot of people that want to pray effectively, doing it is the hard part. We pray for our family. They know what they want to say. Our friends. But the words don't come out easily. We pray for the world. What if something had been given to you as a child? Maybe that had been read to you every single night before you went to bed. We can pray while walking, running, bowing, standing, or lying down. That's what children's author Carol McIntyre has done in her brand new bedtime book, Prayer is. What do you think of when you think of praying with your children? In a very simple, easy to read and quickly memorized book, your children will pick up on all the benefits of what prayer is. We can pray everywhere and anywhere. Carol McIntyre's brand new title, Prayer Is. And when you go to thebingethinker.com and click on the Prayer Is logo, you'll save almost half the price at Amazon.com. So check out Prayer Is. 800-283-2360. That's 800-283-2360. 283-2360 or online at thebingethinker.com. In today's ever-changing world economy and job market, you need a competitive edge that sets you apart from the masses. Whether it's your career, your business, your family, your financial or spiritual future, you can't keep doing the same things you've been doing. It's time for a change. First Steps to Success gives you the tools to remap your internal beliefs about yourself, about money, and about others. You'll learn simple but powerful systems to easily create success in any and every environment of your life, as well as insider business building, leadership, marketing skills. Through a unique experiential learning program, best-selling author, strategic life and business coach, Danny Johnson is able to literally transfer her million-dollar success skills into her students, equipping them with a step-by-step formula to radically transform every Every area of their lives. If you're about experiencing your full potential now and not later, it's time for you to go to First Steps to Success. Go to DannyJohnson.com for all of the details. That's D-A-N-I Johnson.com. DannyJohnson.com. DannyJohnson.com. Triple eight three four zero three three seven three is the uh, phone number. Baldwin McCullough Live Saturday nights nine o'clock uh, Eastern, and uh, stations number three twenty six and three twenty seven now on the air with us. Uh, thank you, AM six sixty WORL in Orlando, and uh, WNPW the Pledge AM twelve sixty in uh, Grand Rapids. We're uh, thankful. Well, the Zealand area. We're grateful for uh, both of those new cities uh, joining us, and uh, we continue to uh, expand each week. And we're grateful uh, that uh, you're telling your friends and you're you're engaging your mind in the uh, process of binge thinking. 
Somebody said in the uh, chat room, Oh, Kevin, this is not even relevant to life. Really? How you parent your kids isn't relevant to life? Please, whatever coward wrote that on the chat room wall, please explain what you mean. Because I have no idea what, what you currently think what could be relevant to life, but how you parent your kids is kind of important. In fact, it's, it's, it's very important. Um, 888-340-3373 is the phone number. I wanted to tell you, I, we posted this on the Facebook page, and man, did it raise uh, opinions. Um, several people that had seen the uh, Time uh, magazine cover said, well, you know, it's a publicity stunt. Uh, they're doing it to make it appear this way or that way, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Many people's reactions are the whole cover seems creepy and, and it's just a very weird issue to have coming out around Mother's Day anyway. That's what my lovely bride said when, when I spoke with her about it. At length, coward in the chat room who won't say who you are, uh, mothers, dads, children are all concerned with the topics of how you raise kids. So if you don't like it, why don't you go get your own show? You, know, you can always do that. Um, 888-340-3373. But some of the people on Facebook said this. Um, and, and Linda from Illinois said, extremely disturbing about the attachment parenting cover on Time Magazine. She said, in fact, um, the, the fact that I work at a school and that these are delivered as usual classroom subscriptions, she said, almost caught us off guard. Glad someone in the main office caught them before our sixth grade male students who sort our mail had to see them. So that was, um, that's kind of interesting. Um, Joe Dunworth, also on the Facebook page, said, the image is gratuitous and it's a bit creepy. He said, but, you know, declining readership leads to desperate tactics. As for the actual topic, said, I've seen it carried through to kids as old as five, the extended breastfeeding. That's what he's talking about. He said, um, Organizations out there who actively promote this activity long after most kids have been weaned, kind of weird. He says, I don't know much about science, but it would seem that this could have lasting psychological effects. Not only that, Joe, the, the word that my wife used was um, it could arouse the sexual person of the person long before they're ready to have that awareness raised. Um, and then lastly, uh, another good friend of mine, this one from Texas, uh, someone I actually went to school with said the cover p uh, picture got the attention that the magazine desired, but she said, I really like Dr. Sears and what he has said and what he has to say. This is the way I parent. I haven't nursed any of my children past the age of two, but I don't think it's wrong. And what I, from what I know of Miriam, and I believe she's had a brood of children and they all seem to be very uh, well adapted, but we're not. We, we don't. We don't do the family bed thing at the McCullough House. Like sometime down the road, if they're scared of lightning or thunder and they need to jump in bed with mommy and daddy, that's going to be okay with us. But the idea as just a regular part of the cycle of life, you just get to sleep in mom and dad's bed for the first three to eight years. That ain't going to work. Not as long as I'm breathing. Let's go to uh, Oregon, 888-340-3373, um, because John is with us. Hi, John. Welcome. You're on with uh, Kevin McCullough on Baldwin McCullough Live tonight. Hi. 
Hi, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I just wanted to uh, talk about how I've been a victim of uh, attachment parenting and how destructive it's been in my life. Now, let me let me just guess here, John. You're not currently three to eight years of age. No, I'm not. Okay. So, so whoever was doing this to you back years ago, you were you were considerably younger at the time. I don't think they ha- I don't think it was called attachment parenting at that time. No, no, it wasn't. Okay. So, what was your experience? Uh, I can tell you the the effects that it had on me. Uh, I've had nothing but uh, problems in, in relationships, have irrational fears, separation anxiety, afraid of being alone, and I uh, actually eventually became uh, addicted sexually because of uh, the early childhood uh, inappropriate touching and interaction that took place. It's been very damaging. How old would you, how old would you have said you were when that touching was taking place? Probably between the ages of maybe five, five, eight. Okay. Well, uh, John, I'm sorry that that is the case, and it kind of it kind of indicates a little bit about what I'm talking about. There, are we setting up our kids for failure? More on that in just a second. Stay with us. It's in a person. His name is Stuart Lynn, and he can help you save 30 40% off your energy bill, or he can help you get your energy at no cost to you whatsoever. That's right. No cost to you whatsoever for your electricity or your natural gas. Would you like to know more? 877-532-1821. Write it down. 877-532-1821. That's 877-532-1821. Tell my friend Stuart Lynn that Kevin McCullough said hi when you call. Or go online to stulynn.net. That's S-T-U-L-Y-N-N dot N-E-T. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, in 2011, we told you about the CARES Project. It was launched by our Extreme Charities Foundation, offering you free assistance on getting the lowest price possible for your prescription drugs. I'm happy to report that every month, thousands of you are experiencing savings as high as 35%, but on average, about 27% off of what they formerly paid for the prescriptions that they needed. If you've not yet signed up, it's easy to do. Just go to caresproject.com. That's caresproject.com. And print your card today. Finally, on radio, Danny Johnson. 98% of the population will end up dead or dead broke broke by the age of 65. Danny Johnson. Nationwide, Sunday nights. Is that how you want to be? Is that the life that you want? Well, if you look at what everybody else is doing and you live the way they are, then that's what you're going to have. Why live under the burden of death? Look at what everybody else is doing and do the opposite. A production of Extreme Media. Every two seconds, a child becomes an orphan. 44,000 children become orphaned every single day. And every 90 seconds, an orphan dies from starvation and preventable malnutrition. Every 90 seconds. That's why the talk radio hosts Danny Johnson, Stephen Baldwin, and Kevin McCullough are combining efforts along with Food for Orphans for 2012 and 2012. Our desire is to try to feed 2,012 orphans in the calendar year of 2012. $92 will feed an orphan right now for the next entire year. That's 25 cents a meal. And friends, this is a specially designed diet. It has 17 vitamins and nutrients that are unique to orphans' malnourished states. Call now, one 888 or jump online to 2012 in 2012.info. 
That's 2012 in 2012.info. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, in 2011, we told you about the CARES Project. It was launched by our Extreme Charities Foundation, offering you free assistance on getting the lowest price possible for your prescription drugs. I'm happy to report that every month, thousands of you are experiencing savings as high as 35%, but on average, about 27% off of what they formerly paid for the prescriptions that they needed. If you've not yet signed up, it's easy to do. Just go to caresproject.com. That's caresproject.com. And print your card today. Finally, on radio, Danny Johnson. 98% of the population will end up dead or dead broke by the age of 65. Danny Johnson. Nationwide, Sunday nights. Is that how you want to be? Is that the life that you want? Well, if you look at what everybody else is doing and you live the way they are, then that's what you're going to have. Why live under the burden of death? Look at what everybody else is doing and do the opposite. A production of Extreme Media. It's uh, Baldwin McCullough Live, live from New York, uh, every Saturday night, 9 o'clock. And again, a big thanks to those of you listening all across the country, uh, those of you in AM660, WORL, Orlando, and those of you listening to uh, AM1260, WNPW, The Pledge, in uh, the Grand Rapids area, our two newest uh, stations, and we're we're grateful that you're there and grateful to uh, get to know you. And in the weeks to come, uh, you get to... Get to know a little bit of the zaniness that is Stephen Baldwin. He's on assignment tonight. He's helping his uh, mother's breast uh, breast cancer uh, research fund, and uh, we we go through a couple of these cycles uh, each year in which uh, he has to be away for some of those uh, duties. But uh, he he wanted to be here tonight. In fact, we uh, we discussed. Uh, uh, the possibility of him calling in, and I think he may be getting away from the the banquet table even as we speak and making his way uh, to a telephone. I, I wanted to say uh, before we went any further, though, that I'm grateful for those of you that have um, heard Stephen and I talking in the last couple of weeks about the 2012 and 2012 initiative uh, because it is uh, attempting to feed 2,012 children that would die unless we fed them a meal that cost 25 cents. In feeding a child a meal that only costs 25 cents to provide it, that child is literally having his life saved. And so we are, we are putting our heads together with uh, our partners, uh, King's Ransom Foundation. Uh, we're, we're putting our heads together with uh, the uh, Food for Orphans, um, uh, Food for Orphans uh, group out of Colorado Springs. And uh, we are excited that to date thus far, through last Monday, through a week ago uh, Monday, um, 573 children's lives have been saved because someone like you stepped up and said, I'm going to give a one-time gift of $92 that will feed a child, literally feed a child for an entire year. Um, just before we went on the air tonight, um, someone from Alabama stopped by the studios and said, I want to give um, I want to give a gift of nine hundred twenty dollars because I want to save ten kids, 
And he was explaining to me that just recently he had been in New York City, he had gone to a Knicks game, he had parked the car, he had uh, gone to get some some food and other things. He he realized he blew eighty ninety dollars like in the snap of a finger. And then he said to realize that that same ninety two dollars could have been turned around and used to feed a child, and it would have fed them for an entire year. He said it really spoke to his heart. So his name was Alex, and he he stopped by and dropped a check off in person tonight because he wanted to feed 10 kids. Um, joining us on our newsmaker line is the uh, aforementioned Stephen Baldwin. Hi, Stephen. Hey, Kevo. How are you, sir? We're doing okay. We've been talking about breastfeeding. We've been talking about uh, our, our government letting terrorists go back into circulation. It's been, <laughs> been a wild and crazy show. Uh, but uh, we've we've been letting everyone know that. Uh, speaking of breasts, you've you've been you've been out there defending them. Um, in all jokes aside, your mother's breast cancer uh, foundation, the research fund, doing everything they can to find a cure. But where are you right now? And and, and what do you, what 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 is today about for the uh, the Baldwin clan? Well, this is the uh, annual black tie, uh, Carolyn Baldwin. Breast Cancer Research Fund Gala uh, here at the Turning Stone Resort and Casino up here in Syracuse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the T-shirts that, you know, my mom's people have had a lot of success raising money with is one that's it's a pink T-shirt because, you know, the pink ribbon is the universal symbol for breast cancer. Right. And one of the T-shirts says, big or small, let's save them all. I think that's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And um, simultaneously, brother, thanks again, Kevo, for you know your support and, and understanding when I got to jump off the radio show sometimes, but uh, got to honor mom and all of that. And uh, simultaneously, I'm up here hosting the event up here in Syracuse tonight, and mom, Carol, and my sister Elizabeth are on Ellis Island right now because my mom was selected to be one of the recipients of what's called the Ellis Island Medal of Honor. Uh, last year, Bruce Springsteen was the recipient, and many, many, many uh, very, very interesting dignitaries have received it before. Gerald Ford has received it. Uh, I, I don't have the short list of, of, of recent recipients, but it's, it's, it's a wonderful honor, and it's, it's about people who, from generationally from different countries who have come here you know, to America, for the American dream and all of that good stuff have gone on to do good works and give back. Sure. Well, um, it's uh, it's a wonderful thing. Now, see, I thought um, originally I think the plan was for you to be with Mom on Ellis Island, and I thought you had worked that out so that you could renounce your American citizenship the way the co-founder of Facebook did so that you could avoid your tax penalties for this year. <laughs> no, no. Because no. Ellis Island would make it would make sense if people became citizens no, no. there that they could go there to renounce their citizenship as well. No, I'd rather uh, you know uh, be blessed, fortunately, by God's direction uh, to continue to be successful, like with our company, Extreme Media, uh, and be blessed with making whatever money I can and paying my taxes, uh, <laughs> which you know. For, for me, late in the game was a lesson I've had to learn. But um, uh, more importantly, I'd like to do my part, you know, in, in this capitalist opportunity that I believe in. Uh, and I'd like to see the country 
in that regard, be steered back in that direction, away from the <clears throat> uh, the direction it's been going. Yeah, I won't, I won't put a, I won't put a label on. It. <laughs> leave it right there. Right, right, right. Well, it is kind of interesting, though. You did hear about the Facebook story, didn't you? Of course not, Kevin. Yeah. Well, one of the founders of Facebook. Let me see if I can not find the, the, not the, 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 the main kid. Not Zuckerberg. Um, one right. of his one of his uh, one of his co guys uh, that that had helped him. Um, but this week, and it just came out in the last twenty four hours or so, so that's why I was asking. Um, but this week said um, that if it's necessary for him to do it, Eduardo Saverin, co founder of Facebook, um, who who happens to be a um, Brazilian born resident of Singapore. Now, so he's Singaporean, but he was born in Brazil, and he's an American citizen now. Anyway, he's renounced his American citizenship because with Facebook about to go public and the IPO has already been overcommitted to, in other words, they've got more people wanting to get the IPO than they have shares to give, which I guess is a good problem to have if you're launching an IPO. Uh, anyway, he says that by renouncing his American citizenship, he may save... Uh, I don't know a billion in taxes because he he sure. plan he plans to uh, he 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 stands to make a very good chunk of change in this thing going public here in the next little bit. And then do what a lot of folks like to do, which is hang on to his money. But unfortunately, that decision sounds to me very un-American, if you ask me. Uh, literally becoming un uh, becoming un-American in order to do it. Yeah, but so. then but then continue to probably have a residence here and do business here uh, and, and reap the blessings and benefits and fruits uh, that, that are all America has to offer. Yeah, no doubt. Well, um, I'm glad that you checked in with us because I think people were curious as to where you were. And, and it's not the same zany kind of goofy uh, version of Baldwin McCullough when you're not here. So we didn't we didn't quite have that much fun but i do have a question for you because i'm confident that none of your important women are listening at you right now what what are you going to do for big mother's day tomorrow well i get in the car tomorrow around 7 a.m and drive five hours back down to nyack from syracuse uh had to go to the dinner with mom for the ellis island thing last night in new york city and drove uh, from midnight till 5 in the morning, Kevo, I got in at 5.30 to uh, the area, uh, slept <laughs> longer than I thought I needed to, and then hosted the event tonight. But uh, I'm going to turn around, and Kenya, the lovely wife, is uh, going to be having a, uh, a hybrid Mother's Day slash my birthday celebration, Kevo. Very cool. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. That's going to be fun. I gave myself a birthday present today. Uh, I went out uh, here at the Turning Stone to the driving range at the golf course and hit balls for about 25 minutes, and that's it. Just That was it. I gave myself that little uh, uh, liberty of luxury, and uh, then it was back to work. Well, that's funny. Um, Stevens, uh, stay with us. We've got to take a break, and we'll be right back. Don't go away. 
business partner, my co-host, my buddy, Stephen Baldwin, did too. And that's why we have embarked with our coalition of brave innovators that are seeking to think things in different ways to help provide new answers to tough questions for people. We decided to, at that time, begin the planning for the launch of the CARES Project 2011. CARES Project 2011 is a simple plan to help you manage cost of governing your own health. And it starts with something that's absolutely free, a CARES Project card that enables you to not only pay less for your prescriptions if you don't have insurance, up to 55% if you don't have insurance, but also if you do... Rekindle the romance between you and I Those intimate moments to my memory bring back I wanna cherish those moments I wanna savor those times Rekindle the romance, Jesus, between you and I Bring back the times All right, Baldwin McCullough live, live from New York, and uh, joining us uh, live from Syracuse, or where, where are you exactly, Stephen? In one of the little towns right outside of Syracuse called Verona, New York. Verona, New York. Yeah, with a V like Victor, and here uh, is one of the wonderful Oneida Nation uh, Native American uh, resorts um, that has been an awesome blessing, Kevin, to my mom's organization for years and years and years. They have a big, beautiful casino here and a, four golf courses. One of them is a PGA course that hosts a televised PGA professional tournament every year, and they've donated the golf courses every year for us to have golf tournaments to raise funds for breast cancer. They've just been a great blessing. And how much uh, how much money has the Carl M. Baldwin uh, Breast Cancer Research Fund raised in its existence? Well, there's two chapters. There's one down on Long Island that's part of Stony Brook University. Uh, and then there's one up here in Syracuse. Uh, and just the one up here, I would say in about uh, 13 or 14 years, they've raised over $2 million. And what they do is they, they give $50,000 research grants for the effort of trying to find a cure. And they've given 35 of those in the last... 13, 14 years. That's, that's, that's outstanding. That's awesome. Uh, well, um, and we've been at the Turning Stone. We've done this show from uh, that very place, and uh, they are great people uh, and grateful for uh, their help there. Um, it is Mother's Day uh, tomorrow, and um, that's, that's well and good. And you've already mentioned that, um, you know, the, the uh, lovely Mrs. Baldwin has something going on uh, there. But it's, it's also Stevie B's birthday today. No, I know. 46, Kevo. 46. So does it feel any different? Um, well, I, I rode around on my skateboard up here earlier. I'm sure you did. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, the, the only difference now, Kevo, is when I take a little sidewalk surfing wipeout on occasion, uh, it just takes a little bit longer to heal up. That's all. And did you have one of those today? No, I did good. I, I kept my balance and everything was fine. Thank goodness. <laughs> now, 
Do you have video proof of that? <laughs> well, all I can tell you is, uh, you know, like my two teenage daughters tell me all the time, Dad, you're 46, you're not supposed to be skateboarding anymore. But, you know, I, I just enjoy being a big kid, Kevo. That's, that's my part of the equation that is Baldwin McCullough Radio. There you go. He's Stephen Baldwin. I'm Kevin McCullough. That's it for this edition of the Baldwin McCullough Live broadcast. Uh, Join us next Saturday when you may hear Stevie B say, live from New York, it's Baldwin McCullough. Stephen, good to talk to you. See ya. In today's ever-changing world economy and job market, you need a competitive edge that sets you apart from the masses. Whether it's your career, your business, your family, your financial or spiritual future, you can't keep doing the same things you've been doing. It's time for a change. First Steps to Success gives you the tools to remap your internal beliefs.